0: Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We are gonna pass it, these two things. You all know Capitol Hill. It is a it is a strange place. Um things things I've only been here four and a half years. I still find it strange, but things only happen here. When there is urgency and and you know some reason for people to be at the table, we've seen more progress in the last 48 hours than we have seen in a long time on reconciliation on the Build Back Better Act. What about?
1: Hmm, that's interesting. I don't know what that progress is because that doesn't that's not being reported, but might be happening behind the scenes. That's Jayapal. Is that the way you say her name?
2: She's, Pramila Jayapal. Yeah.
1: She's the leader of the progressive wing there that's stopping anything from passing right now. She doesn't want the little one to pass. Until the big one passes,
2: that's not going to happen.
1: Well, yeah, right. Because even if they get it past the House, the Senate's not going to pass it.
2: I'm, I'm thinking. I'm, I hope I'm not missing anything on this. Because if, they, if, if that gigantoid turn us into France bill passes, you know, all bets are off. I moved to Paraguay or Uruguay. I can never remember which one. Um, and we just we become a, even more of a third world nation. Our productivity just gets cut. There are some tax provisions in that giant bill that nobody talks about that are horrific, especially for small business people.
1: How about the reporting stuff about like you move ten dollars from you give your buddy ten bucks and you gotta report it to the government. The, some of the reporting stuff on money
2: is incredible. Oh my gosh. How much control is enough for the progressives? No amount. They always want more. It's awful.
1: So that's where that is.
2: Yeah, so uh, before we plunge on with the rest of the conversational fair for this hour, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cal, Clips of the Week.
0: It is the first day of fall, y'all. <laughs> you said this wouldn't hurt! You <laughs> son of a...
2: The hay is in the barn, and it's mayhem on the field! Why didn't you stop him?
1: The numbers uh, that are, um, are a function uh, of, um,
2: uh, uh, um, um, we did. At least Donald Trump knew how to tell the migrants not to come. How are you in charge of Instagram? and just now realizing that it's bad for kids. I mean, that's like the McDonald's CEO being shocked to hear that the ice cream machine isn't working. Since when? Since always! No one even knows what a McFlurry tastes like. It's all a myth! General Milley,
1: why haven't you resigned? My dad didn't get a choice to resign at Iwo Jima. And those kids there at Abbey Gate, they don't get a
2: choice to resign. And so I'm not going to resign. There are laws against the cruel slaughter of dogs and cats, but consumption itself is not banned. German shepherd's pie. Mmm... Do on a shingle. <laughs> now that we've offended virtually everybody, perhaps a change in topic. I'm sorry, beagle and cream cheese. <laughs> so
1: I'm not going to let parents come into schools pill. and actually take books out and make their own decisions. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Brian, we're asking you to turn yourself in to the FBI or the nearest law enforcement agency.
0: This is the fun part.
2: Talk about price tags. The, it is zero price tag on the debt.
0: We're paying. We're going to pay for everything we spend. I've never been a liberal in any way, shape, or the form.
1: I'm a hard no tomorrow. I'm an absolute no.
2: Uh, when you're not playing for the Nets, days off, you'll be able to play for the Knicks. Comments? All right,
0: Dave. That was the last one.
2: Co- I'm sorry. Was that a comment? because Co- it. In Idaho, Andrew Crapuchet? (laughs) Crapuchets? Can I say his name on the air? Pretty
1: name. (laughs) I'm going ahead and changing my name to Johnson.
0: Build back better, blah, blah, blah. Green economy, blah, blah, blah. Climate neutral, blah, blah, blah. I'm really proud of that Um. one.
1: That Biden clip in there where it's all paid for, Washington Post gave that two stars and said, and it will likely grow to uh, two Pinocchios as a ha- at least half a lie. And, that, and they said that will likely grow as we get more of the details of the way it's paid for, because right now it's all behind closed doors and trickery, but it's at least half a lie. Uh, this just in, Taiwan has scrambled aircraft after China sends 25 jets into their air defense zone. Oh. So there you go. World War Three kicking off on October 1st. That's nice.
2: Uh, Hell, uh, yeah, it'll be good to have a change of topic.
1: Texts continue to roll in on Mick Jagger sitting at the end of the bar. Do you say anything to him? Because that happened in Charlotte, North Carolina last night. Nobody recognized him, I guess. I guess we don't know that nobody recognized him. It might have been people that recognize him and chose like I would not to say anything. I don't think I'd say anything to him. Um, uh, we got to know here. As a 28-year-old, I know who Mick Jagger is. I don't have any idea what he looks like, and I honestly don't care. Sorry, old guys. So I think that'd be the case at 10 o'clock at night on a weeknight in a bar. Mm-hmm. Most of the people in there would not care. Um, it'd be like if you told me the lead singer. Well, this is unfair because the Rolling Stones are obviously bigger than anything else you can compare to. But hey, the lead singer for w- what's a group from like the guitar player from Bill Haley and the Comets is over there. <laughs> I just, I mean, OK, who, whatever? still alive? <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know. Well, yeah, Somebody I understand before what my you're time, at. They could have been a giant star at the time. I just don't care. Or
2: after. Or after. I mean, there's uh, I, I listen to a fair amount of uh, wacky newish alternative music, but if I figured out that that was, or, you know, this is not a new band. They were super big a decade ago, but if the lead singer from Cage the Elephant, which was a band that I really enjoyed. If he was across the bar, I, no, I wouldn't say anything to him. I I got nothing to say to him. Except as, you know, one human being to another, if he sits down next to me, I'll probably say, how's it going? <laughs> but that's about it. Well,
1: I just think for me, it would be, if it, if it's all about so I can say I said something to him, that's not a good
2: enough reason. No. No. Uh, you know, I if... You know what? Actually, especially if I've had a drink or two, if he was not, if his body language and everything didn't suggest he wanted to be la- left alone... I might stop by and say, hey, I've really enjoyed your music, and it's multi-generations in my family that loves your band. So uh, tip of the cap, you know, have a good evening, that sort of thing. You know, people stop uh, us uh, semi-regularly and say, hey, I really enjoy the show, and it's nice. It's very kind of them to do so. Never it doesn't bother, bother me in the ne- least.
1: never bothers me at all. No, I, quite,
2: quite the opposite, We honestly. got this
1: text. I saw John McEnroe in an airport and knew if I didn't speak to him, I'd regret it. I went up to him and said, "Hey, I'd like to introduce myself." And he punched me in the face. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> uh, I said, "Are you blind?" He was very receptive, and we had a nice conversation. Got this. Saw James Brown standing alone, waiting for a limousine. I could not bring myself to approach him. I've regretted it to this day. What? 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 Happened last Wednesday? <laughs> because if you had said hello, your life would have been that much richer. I, I just, I just don't, I don't know. Maybe, you know, it, it's unfair for me, like you said earlier, I've had a lot more interactions with big celebrities than the average person just because of the line of work we're in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it might it might be different. Have you ever stumbled over your words when you made a celebrity? I don't think so. I kind of did. I don't know. It, it's certainly at this point in my life, I can't imagine a celebrity that would make me nervous other than maybe Bob Dylan. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Because you know, if you get any taste of fame at all, you realize it's completely made up. It's all from the other person's point of view. There's nothing yeah. different at all about, I, I, about, a, about a celebrity. There's just nothing. And my best way to explain this has always been on how it's in the eye of the beholder. You could be sitting on a plane next to the world's greatest cellist. Mm-hmm. That some people, their hands would be shaking if they found that out. I wouldn't know who they are or care at all. They would have no effect on me. So it's all from my point of view. It's They're no different. They're right. exactly the same person. It's just
2: all about the way I perceive it. I'd ask them, so you like cello playing? You find that satisfying work? You know, I heard it expressed that uh, fame is something you have, not what the celebrity has. Yeah. In that, and this has been illustrated to me so clearly. And one of the reasons, I don't know, I just, I don't think you are, uh, I are inclined to get a big head anyway, but um, mostly because of the constant humiliations of this line of work. <laughs> but it happens, it happens all the time. Two people, sometimes it's men, sometimes it's women, will come up. One of them is a huge fan. And is super excited, super nervous. Sometimes to the point of being like upset, which I hate. I I never want to cause that for anybody. But you know, it's not my fault. <laughs> but anyway, but their companion, who's never heard of the show, not a fan of the show, whatever, is like, "Hey, how's it going? Yeah, Joe. Uh, I'm Jim. Good to meet you." They're fine. They're perfectly calm. Fame is something the other person has, right? So, anyway, speaking of famous. Did you see Britney... Uh, p- so Mick, boy, you got big lips. You always had those big lips. Oh, boy. that's what I-
1: <laughs> He would break his <laughs> bottle in half and jab it in your neck.
2: <laughs> and I'd have it coming. <laughs> um, you, ever, you ever heard David Bowie, the late David Bowie, do his uh, Mick Jagger imitation? I have not. It's actually pretty funny. Uh, he, he saw Jagger in the early days, the Stones in the early days in London. And uh, uh, Mick in, in the band used to take crap from people that they had long hair. Huh. This is back in, you know, 1962, okay? Um, and uh, and David Bowie was, and I can't do Mick Jagger as well as David Bowie does, not even close, but uh, some uh, some straight is in the audience saying, why don't you get a haircut? You ought to get a haircut. And Mick grabs Mike He goes, why, so I can look like you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Which is a pretty good shot. So that's what I would say to Mick Jagger if I saw him. Why don't you get a haircut? Happy? Oh my god. <laughs> hey, speaking of singers, kind of, Brittany Spears. Um uh, did you see she posted a whole bunch of naked pictures yesterday? Did you see I that? did not, no. To her Instagram? I just read about it in the New York Post. Yes, Michael? I just wanted a link to those pictures. That's that's all. Yeah, well she's you know, she's a professional hard body and she looks like you'd expect her to look. But she posted like six different pictures of her completely naked. Hmm. And um, And I thought uh, I'd be shocked if she wasn't a victim of sexual abuse at some point in her life as a child star and then a sex pot when she was like 15 years old. I mean, Mm. based on what we know about the music industry and Hollywood and everything like that, I'd be shocked. Remember
2: what Alanis Morissette said not long ago, that there's so many uh, pervs and child molesters in in that line of work.
1: I think the chance that she wasn't abused in that way in some way is way the less likely thing Mm -hmm. and i thought based on the how you know little control she has over life i've known a few people that were sexual abused when they're young and uh it comes to define you that that's where you get all twisted up mentally it you you define yourself as a sex object because somebody defined you as a sex object at a young age and it's really hard for some people to overcome some people can't ever overcome it and for some people they act out and by You know, lots of promiscuous sex or whatever, because they have to kind of reinforce I'm a sex object and that sort of stuff. But Mm. I think she can't do that, or at least certainly couldn't because of the conservatorship. So because she's been posting all those naked pictures. And I thought, why would you, when you're in a court battle, you know, do something that looks so crazy? I think she's
2: doing the equivalent taking control of her sexuality. I think she's
1: doing the equivalent of having, you know, promiscuous sex to reestablish. She's a sex object. She's putting out naked pictures. See, I am Mm. a sex object. Here I am a sex object. Because she's still got that twisted view of herself from some trauma. Because doesn't that seem weird? Right on the day when it's announced, no, you're perfectly capable of taking care of your money and being a good mom. Here's your money back. Here's a whole bunch of pictures of me completely naked.
2: Yeah. It just seems like a
1: weird thing to do.
2: Yeah. Well, although you could certainly also make the argument that she did that because she's built her entire career on being a hottie. True. I mean, she can't sing for S. <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's there's 50 women within oh, yeah, yeah. you know a quarter mile of where I sit yeah. where we sit that uh, you know can sing better than her. I don't know, I just thought it was a weird thing
1: to do when you're big coming out as a normal person day to here's me completely naked.
2: Most people don't do that.
1: <laughs> Hooray, well Mo- done. Mom of 3 or whatever.
2: Do you work out? Looks like you work out. Uh <laughs>
1: clearly looks like she works out and was uh genetically gifted. Um Uh, catch up on some stories. Here's our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Please stay tuned.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Show. So what happened in North Carolina, Mick Jagger sitting in a bar, or on the topic of, would you say anything to him? Somebody said, you sit down next to him and you just start quietly singing satisfaction under your breath. <laughs>
2: I'm driving oh. in my car. Man oh, that's excruciating. It's just oh like not God. even looking at him. <laughs> why, does, why am I squirming so badly? I, oh. <laughs> I wonder if he would just walk out of the place. <laughs> he, he or start just, laughing. he just punch you in the side of your head. Of course, he make weighs about one hundred and thirty pounds, and he's eighty. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> if you get up by a, if you get beat up by a hundred and thirty pound eighty year old, <laughs> you really ought to hit the gym or something. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, the ancient, um, do you know who Dick Blumenthal is? Senator from uh, Connecticut, isn't it?
1: I think so. He's got a. Bit of a weird history, but
2: yeah, he was busted big time for stolen valor, claiming it to be a Vietnam uh, combat vet. Uh, danced around it to try to, you know, up his reputation. Just disgusting. So he's dishonest, but so he is grilling uh, the head of global, the global head of safety, uh, um, uh, Antigone. Is that her name? Davis of Facebook. Now I'm no big fan of Facebook. I've made that pretty clear. But he's trying to ask her about Finsta. Which is youth slang for fake Instagram account? Okay, um, uh, go ahead and we'll play the conversation. Will you commit to ending Finsta,
0: Senator? Uh, again, let me explain. We don't actually we don't actually do do Finsta. What Finsta refers to is young people setting up uh, accounts where they want may want to have uh, more privacy. You refer to it as privacy from their parents. What what? In my interaction with teens, what I've found is that they sometimes like to have a an account where they can interact just with their with a smaller group of, of friends.
2: Well Finsta is that, that one said, of your actually, Finsta is
1: one of your products or services. We're not talking here about Google or Apple. It's Facebook, correct?
0: Finsta is slang for for a type of account. Okay. we can end That type of account. We I, I'm not sure I under, understand exactly what you're asking. What I can say is that based on what we've seen in terms of, of teens using those kinds of accounts, we've actually given them additional privacy options to, to address to address those kinds of issues where they want more privacy so that they can have more privacy.
1: Well, I don't think that's an answer to my question. Okay, yeah, well, you can't answer your question. So it's it's shocking that these old people that don't understand any of this at all are not uh, finding a way to control it in any way.
2: Yeah, well, he obviously had a note from some aide asking about when kids have, they have their public account, which they curate very carefully, good, clean public image, then they have their Finsta, where where they put more silly stuff, crazy stuff, but only their friends have the account. So well, that's the, what it is. So their
1: parents aren't looking at that one.
2: Right. Exactly. Are you committed to ending Finsta?
1: Yeah. Oh. Well, that's just... Not, not really. We well. need younger people in government.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: know what the comptroller does but the new comptroller for the united states joe biden's nominee got approved yesterday she has this quote in her past where she actually said say what you will about the old ussr there was no gender pay gap there market doesn't always know best wow (laughs) wow
2: all right that is Um, several kinds of ignorant
1: anyway uh, inflation has hit a 30 year high. That number out today. Inflation has hit a 30 year high in a key gauge watched by the Fed, where they, the, the sort of number where the smart people look at it to see if we got an inflation problem. 30 year high. So that's nice. Lovely. And this, Joe Rogan, maybe the most listened to podcaster in the world, um, said he doesn't believe the Biden administration would take a chance on giving the president the COVID vaccine booster live on television out of fears that he might die, blackout, or faint. He thinks it was phony. What do you think?
2: I think that's silly.
1: Really? Yeah. I don't know. They stage manage a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean. You got an 80-year-old man.
2: Yeah, but he probably gets various flu shots and whatever. He's, he's not worried about getting a shot in the arm. He's already had it twice. I, no, no, that's paranoid. it's sh- ridiculous. They
1: struggled rolling up his sleeve, I'll tell you that. That was like a fifteen-minute process.
2: Well, who, who would who would think you can roll your dress shirt sleeve up high enough to expose your upper arm? Hey, he didn't stage manage it very well. If that was stage good management, good point. Yeah, good point. Come on. He didn't oh, want to take.
1: Normally, you'd take off your dress shirt to get a shot, but he didn't want to reveal his great great grandpa
2: bod. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what, Michael? Play me clip number twelve, would you?
0: You may want to start your holiday shopping now, like tonight, if you actually want to get your gifts in time for the festivities, we're told. Heads up, you may want to get started early with your holiday shopping. If there are certain items that are on your wish list or your kids or family's wish list this year, you're going to want to scoop them up early to avoid potential um, out of stock issues.
2: If you have something in mind this holiday season for uh, a a family member. A bunch of News, empty heads. Anyway, get your uh, Christmas gifts now at the revamped Armstrong and Getty store. Hats, tees, bras, shorts, coffee mugs, stickers, including the brand new strident but not inflexible (laughs) T-shirt. Based on a critical email uh, earlier today. Uh, Also, the I'm Vaxxed no mask T-shirts. It's time to to start wearing those en masse. Armstrongandgetty.com.
1: So they didn't vote on the $1.5 trillion infrastructure bill yesterday, didn't vote because there are 40 to 50 progressive Democrats who said we ain't going to go for it. Uh, the New York Times said this, the postponement was a humiliating blow to Mr. Biden and Democrats. The New York Times said it was a humiliating blow to Biden and Democrats. And they said, given the distance between the Democrats' left flank and a few centrists on the larger bill, it was not clear when or even whether either would have the votes and whether Mr. Biden's economic agenda could be revived. And so far, nothing has happened today, so maybe nothing's going to happen. He might be dead in
2: the water on this. Yeah, I don't think that giant socialist bill was ever going to pass.
1: Oh, well, it's, um, it may have killed the smaller one. So Democrats uh, snatching victory from the jaws of defeat, defeat from the jaws of victory are not going to get anything passed.
2: I wonder if the Republicans are going to come back with a good substantial infrastructure bill of a trillion or 800 billion or something like that and say, look, no, we're not giving you the whole magilla, but here's 80 percent of it. Let's compromise. Let's fix the roads and bridges. And then it's very difficult, I think, for the lefties to the extent that Americans pay attention to any of this. But it's a very difficult argument to make that, no, we're not going to get 80 percent because we're going to hold out for 115 percent. And it would just folks just drive around the potholes and don't worry about your port is falling apart or your bridge is probably a death trap. We're doing this on principle. So I think that'd be a pretty good bludgeon to hit them with 2022.
1: This went to like 11 o'clock at night, uh, East Coast time before they gave up for the night. But so and I was getting the headlines and I was really into the story last night. But then the Washington Post put out their story and then they had a picture. And under the picture, it said, U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi walks with actor Woody Harrelson to the House floor with no explanation on the picture or the story anywhere. And I, I tweeted out, oh, pick from the WAPO tonight with no explanation why. Oh, okay,
2: sure. Woody Harrelson's involved. Of course. <laughs> of course he is. Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> the secretary of, come on, dudes, it'll be fine. Doesn't seem weird to
1: you, Washington Post, that you got a picture of Woody Harrelson and Nancy to get that with no
2: mention of. Okay, fine, whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, I yield the floor to the senator from Mello. (laughs) (laughs) That's weird. That's funny. So a lot of dishonesty about the the gigantic uh, turn us into France bill, and Washington Post has weighed in on that. The whole, it won't cost anything, but the tax increases. The Wall Street Journal actually has a really good and informative article that they put out today that... The house tax package would hit privately held companies twice as hard as publicly traded C corporations, as they're known, um, where the stock is out and about. It would impose marginal rates of 46.4% or more on the little companies, the privately held ones, while taxing the latter at about 26.5%, a 20-point gap. No business structure can survive such an imbalance. So they write, the net effect would be to encourage further economic consolidation away from Main Street and toward Wall Street. And then this is the part I found really interesting. Why should policymakers care? Because private companies are where the jobs are. A new study from this, you know, group demonstrates that private companies supply the vast majority of business sector jobs nationally, 77% of them, public companies, the other 23%. As important, private company employment is spread evenly across the country, while public company jobs tend to be concentrated in a few cities and states. And so the Democratic bill would accelerate the decline of less prosperous region regions. and And this as well. So why is a bill marketed as making billionaires and multinational C corps pay their fair share actually targeting family businesses instead? Here's here's the breakdown. The bill would increase private companies' top top rate. It would apply a 3.8 percent net investment income tax to their profits. Cap uh, pass-through deductions. This all gets a little technical, but so small privately held companies. 20% more in taxes for no good reason. And they say, no, it's millionaires or billionaires. But for family businesses, that almost 50% tax rate would kick in at income as low as $500,000. Now, politically speaking, I know immediately what the reaction is. People making half a million dollars can pay high taxes. They're fine. But what so many progressives don't understand about the way free enterprise works and what's made America great if you send the message to every would-be business starter, every small business person, that if you reach your dreams of financial security, we're going to take half your money and you, you will not get the rewards once you earn them. That takes all of the air out of the effort to get there. To grow a business, to hire more folks, to expand your plant, to open two more restaurants or whatever. They don't understand how crippling that is. All they care about is how much money. And, and China, uh, Jack, I know you agree with me on this. China! I think China is about to learn a very harsh lesson because uh, Xi Jinping thinks, all right, we've got this engine of capitalism. It's up and running. Now we're just going to soak it completely. We're going to take away uh, the ability to get wealthy because those people are threatening the Communist Party, but it'll just keep going. It'll just, you know, it'll just keep going of its own momentum and we'll just soak the hell out of it. They don't understand if you remove the incentives, if you remove the dream, nobody nobody strives to achieve. And it just chokes the economy. Look at France. Look at Britain. I know. I
1: know similar but different last night. I heard AOC saying, oh, this has not paid for? Well, how about this then? How about we take some of the money out of the Pentagon budget then? Because she's got the view that the world will just stay safe no matter what. You know,
2: defund the military. Don't need to worry about that. What will the world look like if we defund the military?
1: Like the suburbs! So big corporations and rich people will just keep on doing their businesses the same way they were before, no matter what the taxes are, and the world will stay safe if you drain money from the Pentagon to pay for your uh, unicorn programs. Whatever.
2: Yeah. yeah. You know, the figures about you know publicly held big corporations and how many jobs they have in various areas uh, is kind of interesting because I've never seen this uh, this study from this uh, uh, economic group, public companies account for nearly half of all jobs in Nashville, almost 50 percent, wow. but it's fewer than 20 percent in Portland, right.
1: Oregon. Interesting. No, I didn't know that either. Huge variation. By the way, we should have played it more often. The stupidest, maybe the clip of the year. Usually our clip of the year is something fun, but the most interesting clip of the year is the st- Stupid thing that Jim Saki said the other day about, um, so the pushback, there, there's a, a major Democrat, I meant to get this sound, uh, one of your Democrat senators said, look, this idea that when you raise the taxes on corporations, that they don't pass that along to the customer oh, yeah. is yeah. just ridiculous. Practically all of it gets passed along to the customer or the employee. And right, Jim Psaki right, yeah. stood up there and said, well, we don't agree with that. We think that's wrong, and okay... And the American people won't accept it. And the American people won't accept it. Okay, you can think that all day long you want, but it don't make any difference. You raise taxes on the corporation, they're going to pass it along to their employees and the customer.
2: Unicorn riding unrealistic glitter chuckers. I
1: can't believe that was the official spokesman for the president said that.
2: Yeah. Somebody dig that clip up, because that was, it could be, in the top ten clips of the year. Yeah, let's find that and
1: play that again last segment, because if you didn't hear
2: it, it's just incredible. Absolutely
1: incredible. Uh, We'll finish strong, we promise.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Hey Michael, what's our best joke we haven't played yet? I think we've played them all. Did we play uh, three?
2: Yeah, early in the show. You want to play it real yeah, quick? No, no. Yes. I'm against it.
1: McDonald's is officially bringing back the McRib nationwide, folks. When asked how they're bringing back the McRib during a pork shortage, McDonald's said those two things aren't as related
2: as you think. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, I yeah, know. Joe, Joe, uh,
2: I wish we hadn't played that.
1: Joe hates McRib commentary? I do. I feel like that it's become its own art form.
2: The jokes about the McRib. It's like <laughs> shaggy dog stories or something. <laughs> See, the whole, you bring up the McRib, and everybody cheers as if everybody likes it. <laughs> and everybody knows that either nobody does, or we're all being ironic here, but it's just, it's like, it's its in the same category as, are you ready to rock? <laughs> Are you you serious? What if I tell you no? Will you postpone the show for 10 minutes because I'm unready to rock? How about I don't give a flying F whether the McRib is back or not, and neither does anybody else.
1: And neither do you, so why are we clapping? Compulsory, conformist,
2: fake humor.
1: Conformist, that's how they get it into the shape of a rib. (laughs) They put the gel in the little template template and squeeze it together. Pig gel. Nice. Nice. So I uh, just want to get this on again and we'll find the audio for next week because it might be the clip of the year. Um, Jen Psaki was asked about raising the corporate taxes, which is part of the whole infrastructure bill. And uh, someone pointing out that when you raise taxes on corporations, they pass the vast majority on to the consumers or the employees. She said, well, we feel that that's unfair and absurd and that companies would increase costs for consumers in response. I'm uh, 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 Sorry, I, re- I read that wrong. We think that's unfair and absurd that companies would increase the cost for consumers in response to us. Task- ta- tasking them more and we taxing them more and we don't think the American people will stand for it.
2: Wow. Which is hilarious. I'm sorry. Was that an eight year old, an <laughs> earnest, but, you know, un, uh uninformed eight year old? What is it, Michael? There are
0: some, and I'm not sure if this is the case in this report, who argue that in the past, companies have passed on these costs to consumers. I'm not sure if that's the argument being made in this report. We feel that that's unfair and absurd, and the American people would not stand for that. But I will take a closer look at this report and get to a more substantive response. Go ahead, Jack.
1: Yeah, it's got the first sentence that makes it even better. In the past, companies have done this. And so what magic wand is going to make? The way companies have handled this in the past different from the way companies are going to handle
2: it now because you said it's unfair and absurd. And the American people won't stand for it in the same way that when lumber prices skyrocketed. Construction uh, companies just said, oh, shucks, and kept the price of houses exactly the same. When the air conditioning chemicals were banned and they had to bring in other ones, AC companies just said, well, darn it, and took on those costs and didn't pass any of them. I can give you a thousand examples if you'd like, Jen. What the hell? That
1: might be the dumbest thing anybody at that high a level of power has
2: ever said. <laughs> well, it's who, absolutely worthy of consideration. Who was
1: yeah. trying, you know, outside of a uh, out of a uh, outside of an on purpose lie? And I don't think that was an on purpose lie. I think that was a she's just living in fantasy land. Oh. in the past, corporations have passed this long to consumers. Well, now we found that abs- we find that absurd, and we won't stand for it.
2: Well, wow, I don't okay. know if their avowed purpose is to grow the size of the government and the amount of money that goes to the government. And somebody pointed out, whoa, 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 If you tax corporations like that. That's going to hurt consumers. It's not a crazy thing to say. No, it won't. I mean, it's obviously flamingly dishonest or ignorant. But, you know, politicians, and she is one, lie all the time.
1: Another quote from AOC that makes it pretty clear there's not going to be a vote today or anytime soon on either
2: bill. So, woohoo, is my feeling. I'm reminded of the words of Marcus Tullius Cicero, known as Cicero, the Roman statesman. Never was a government that was not composed of liars, malefactors, and thieves. There you go. How's that taste, huh? Drop the mic, Cicero. LMTs. What's a mic? LMTs everywhere you look. Liars, malefactors, and thieves.
1: You are so right. So uh, there's only one division of baseball that's not settled as to who is the division winner? Oh, I'll make that my final thought. All righty. Because we're out of time.
2: Who wants final thoughts? Who wants final thoughts? Go have some final thoughts. Hooray! Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew, including our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael? You know, if I saw Mick Jagger, this is what I
0: would say. I would say... You're older, but I know who you are. I loved you in Saturday Night Fever. (laughs) Wow.
2: The hits just keep coming from you, Michael. Having a good day. Young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer toiling away. Alex, a final thought? Yes, if I saw Mick Jagger at a bar, I'd walk
1: up strong, poignant, and say, I demand your keys to your house. I demand that you give me shelter. No. Meh. Jack, a final thought for us? Yeah, so it's the end of the baseball season. Every division has been settled except for the National League West, where you've got the two best teams in all of baseball, the Giants and the Dodgers. Giants are, what, two games up with three games to play, both teams? So the Dodgers are playing the Brewers for three games. Giants are taking on the Padres for three games. Mm. Hard to know, know. Brewers already wrapped up their division, so they don't need to try hard. Yeah, but
2: they're a good team. Interesting. Padres are out of it, so they don't need to try hard. So who knows? My final thought, uh, courtesy of Dylan from Colorado just emailed, uh, is it just me or does the term tree equity, you remember that was part of the gigantoid $3.5 trillion bill, tree equity? Doesn't remind you of the lyrics of the song The Trees by Rush? It absolutely does. And the trees were all kept equal by hatchet, axe, and saw.
1: Tree equity is the idea that uh, poor communities don't have as many trees as more wealthy communities, is the claim. So the, the federal government is going to get involved in that and make sure there's more tree equity.
2: Well, right. That's the idea. The reality is the federal government will funnel millions of dollars, if not billions, toward their cronies who will allegedly at some point attempt to plant a tree, but may or may not because there's never any accountability.
1: Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling
2: four-hour workday. So many people who think so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Pick yourself up. Some swag. Drop us an email. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. And virtually every article, every topic we talked about is there to look into more at hot links. It's October!
1: Rents do. Um, hope you have a good weekend. We'll follow the news for you, so you don't have to enjoy yourself. We'll see you on Monday. God bless America.
0: be ordered in the house.
1: I work eighteen hours a day.
0: the frickin'
1: God! I will not be a party to this bull. Are you me?
0: I'm pissed. You you. You. Don't interact with them and just shut up about it. My patience is wearing thin. Hopsies on the. All right. Not going to lie. It's, it's,
2: it's really serious.
0: I'm going to call my lawyer. Going to. Oh, don't look, Josie. Bye. Have a great Friday, you mother.
1: The uh, Armstrong and Getty.